You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Boom. Good evening. It's Saturday. <laughs> you already know what time it is. If you're watching on YouTube on our YouTube stream, that definite gentleman in the black suit, white shirt, fancy, spit guy shoes is myself, big guy KG, sitting across from the swamp, the debonair in his motorcycle jacket, made by Calvin Klein, his jeans made by True Religion, and his boots made by Timberland. That's the people's choice. Don Rodriguez. Damn. You done gave me my whole fashion outfit. I feel like I'm on E or something, man. I appreciate that. You, you made my night. I just want to let you know. You made my night. Thank you, sir. I, I got to do it right, man. I got to do it right. Thank you. This now I feel bad that I didn't throw to what you wearing. So, you know, you got to go ahead and tell us now. It's like, it's like Hollywood. Well, I'm, the shirt is made by it's made by Versace. Oh snap! Donna Carey. Oh snap! It's made by Stacey Adams. Get it, get it. You know what? You're my hero, man. You're my hero. <laughs> Speaking of heroes, Vincent Kennedy has uh, brought it to fruition for the second time. The XFL. So. What you think, man? We are uh, two games in, I believe, and the third game uh, for the season is going to be tomorrow. So I know uh, outside the DMV, y'all are celebrating your XFL victory. Yes, indeed. With the uh, DC Defenders. It's been a, a long day because it's been a lot going on. Um, shout out to Mr. Pro, son of Ricky Pro. But going the first touchdown in XFL to history. Um, where we at? Uh, I got a lot going on here on the screen. But that's, uh, that's what happens when you got all that data. <laughs> I believe it's Colts 31 19, Washington over Seattle. Uh, former Ohio State Buckeye. We got two Buckeyes starting quarterback at DC. As of right now, we have Cardale Jones starting for the defenders. We have Dwayne Haskins starting for the uh, Washington Redskins as of right now. But the play, it, it seems like it's a better product now than what it was the first go out. And it's a more faster game. Um, the sideline interviews post-play, you, get, you got it wrong. You know, uh, I can't remember what play it was, but he decided to drop the F-bomb. On TV. <laughs> well, we know standards of practice is going to uh, throw a little something, something in that, uh, in the reference of a fine. But then again, it's extreme football, uh, which is the X. So, hey, I'm quite sure, like, let it ride. Any word right. on he hate me yet? I didn't get a chance to check because I'm down here in a frozen tundra of South Carolina, aka 
you had about four or five hours of snow that dissipated, and now you wouldn't even know that was any type of ice cold precipitation dropping. But you know, and I'm here where I can't even get it to snow. Oh, I'll send you some. Trust me. It won't shut the city down like it shuts down South Carolina, but at least you could say you had a little something, something special. I need it. All right, I guess we could go ahead. Uh, as you can see, we're over here chilling at the boardroom, but we want to bore y'all in YouTube land with us looking all suave, debonair, and sexy. Isn't it nice that somebody actually got paid to create the, the, the animation to push the chair under the table? <laughs> so all those kids out there that don't do that at home, just know you could get paid a million dollars at Rockstar just to write the code to push the daggone chair under the table like you're supposed to and show you got some uh, some respect for your household. Especially since technically you and Grand's audio you're spending millions of dollars on anyway. Ready to go, Oos? Let's get it. So we're going out into the wonderful world of GTA. As you come around, I know last week you saw she defected to Star Child, but Tracy is back. I feel like she's an unsung hero of our business, but she is back. She's all in her nice white outfit. She's trying to make it up to me, you know, not wanting to see she don't want to make eye contact, trying to act like she's busy for everybody in YouTube streaming land. But I'm just trying to give you a great description and uh, reference to the podcast side of things. So we'll go ahead and uh, exit out. But you know one thing that dawned on me as you was telling me uh, your quick impression of the XFL? How cool is it now for prospects that are debating on going into the draft or did not get drafted at all or that chose to just go do that traditional four years and then go into uh, a, a professional football environment to have an opportunity outside of the NFL just being that one-and-done opportunity, if you missed it, you're, there's nothing you can do. Sure, indeed. So now, you know, it's not just competition with the NFL. It's given more opportunity. And more importantly, what I was pleasantly surprised is I was kind of nervous. The, um, the games pretty much look really full in reference to attendance. And I, I was like, wow, especially DC showed up, Houston showed up. We'll see how, how things are. And the fans were, were excited. And you would have thought that it was still regular foosball time. And, and my mom, my mom always said, don't, don't be playing that foosball by Boucher. Oh, where are you going, man? I, I just I, jacked the car. That's the only way you did well, because that's what you do in GTA. You jack cars, and then you run over the owner like that. Mm. And just to make sure, I just back up. Again. Oops. Oh, well. Where are we headed to? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, I guess let's find out. We'll talk and drive here. Yeah, we can in a second, but uh, we're going to have to go the other way. Because if we're going to cause our normal amount of chaos, well, I'll really show off. <laughs> Straight up show off. All right, so that was, uh, we just wanted to touch base with 
a little bit of the XFL feel and and just to see exactly, you know, more so from the sideline junkies, traditional coverage of professional football, how you felt about it. Because now let's just be honest and call a spade a spade. Not only are you, uh, when it turned green, we go. Okay. Not only is the sideline junkies going to be covering NFL, we'll be covering XFL over the next few weeks. This is the longest light ever. God damn, I'm going to burn my tires yeah. out. Good old DC light. Or oh, Atlanta, I got to. Brucey, stop calling me. So, guess what? That is ridiculous. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm just going to come over here and say hello to my little friend, get in his nice little armored vehicle, and then we roll out because that's whack. But I don't know if you see, do you have it, the marker for the store? Yeah, Did I got I it. That? Yeah, let's go ahead and take that. So, that's the XFL. We'll be talking about it. We'll be looking at it. We'll be really uh, critiquing it under a microscope just to, to see how, you know, the general consensus is and the, and the feel of everything. But now it's time to get into. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? Now, one thing I will say about it is the, the, this time it seems like it's going to last. It's going to be long term. Yeah. And it got a great television deal with ESPN. Well, pretty much Disney is what they're working with, running with ESPN and ABC. But then they've also got a little bit of touch of promotion through Fox. And uh, I mean, with them not really doubling down on using the WWE as the driving force for viewership, but more so being its own independent, which was one of the first designations that they, when they were in the infancy of creating the league last, well, the last year and a half, they really wanted to make sure that they were two separate entities. Everybody questioned, well, is this going to be another Vince McMahon overseeing type of thing? Nope, he's autonomous to it, even though we all know he has his influence and he got some props from certain players for giving them the opportunity to be able to have a chance from coming back from injuries that they nurse themselves back to uh, playable health, especially a couple quarterbacks. So that, that was a pretty big deal to make sure that it was totally separate. And I think the proofs in the pudding, they, they did the right thing by putting the commissioners in front and, and spending time on social media, nurturing it through, interaction if you've been following xfl on twitter is what i've been doing so it's it's been a great build-up and i was wondering like man they haven't really gone all xfl crazy on raw or smackdown or nxt i just had the quick little blurb on fox um doing smackdown but other than that everything else was just utilizing the tools of the general sports world to be able to promote the xfl so I thought they did a great job. And now we just got to see what happens and, and see how the love of the game is. And uh, hopefully D.C. could become the best that they can be because that's going to put extra pressure on your Redskins to <laughs> become a championship team. That would be pretty messed up if the XFL, the defenders, win the championship, but the Redskins, no offense, are still searching. Well... Uh, I asked DJ earlier. I said, uh, if the defenders win the championship, can I have my Title Town USA t shirt? And he pretty much said no. 
Dang, it's hater. Hater. You got to get one of the four major sports to win one. Wow. We've already got a Stanley Cup. We got a WNBA championship. Testify. Uh, we got a World Series championship here. Yep. So he says it has to be the the uh the the the, the skins or the wizards. Well, I think the wizards probably have a really. Yeah, because the wizards. One thing about the wizards, they can't play any defense. That's their problem. And we keep talking about it. Uh-oh, we're getting shot up here. But it's got the chopper going. on us. Jump it. Oh, no. Stick that gun out the window and start busting some shots. I don't know. You're doing a great job. Is this thing bulletproof? That's right. Make it happen, Captain. So, as always, we, we've got to dedicate ourselves to the wonderful world of wrestling. You know, we'll talk about some other things and and really dive into whatever comes to mind. And I'm scared to find out. Speaking of which, we didn't have any KG musical serenades this week uh, that I can recall. I mean, no new Prince, um, no, no Chuck Brown, nothing. So we need you to grace uh, Facebook and the Sideline Junkies page with um, your karaoke at some point in this next upcoming week. Just saying, especially for the lovers, since we are going into El Valentine's weekend. So you got to sing a couple love songs like uh, I Just Want to Touch Your Booty Baby or something like that. It's sexual, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it all. Sexual, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the song right there. Shout out to Mark Henry, sexual chocolate, uh, <laughs> which has nothing to do with the front lines, but uh, AEW NXT. I'm going to say what I have to say now. I think you may agree, but if you disagree, it's understandable. AEW. And our three blew away NXT, period. There is nothing that NXT could have done short of having John Cena walk out and win the AEW championship from Adam Cole that would have taken the amount of emotion and, and what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to call it a spectacle. I just want to you just had to watch it. The, the, the rawness of what happened at the end of AEW Dynamite with Cody taking the 10 lashes and how they stretched it over two segments worth of time. About 15 minutes is what that whole, approximately 15 minutes, maybe a little bit more, uh, what that whole segment went from with MJF issuing out the 10 lashes and I'm just going to start there because everything else was a prelude. Uh, we had Dustin come out and and rally and, and plead with Cody to keep going. We had Arn Anderson out. The Young Bucks came out. Brandy came out. Um, it, it, it was exactly what it should have been, almost as intense 
as it was when they did the same type of scenario in ECW and Tommy Dreamer was getting caned and he kept yelling, yes, may I have another? Yes, may I have another? Ooh, dang, you had to sh- punch the chicken in the gut. That's that's just wrong. But I'll finish her off. Uh, did you rob the place yet? Are you still shooting up? Probably. I only got 1600 Check them out. Let's go. All right. Well, you're the driver. Ooh, Ooh, 1600 Where's the door? What door? What good is an armored car? It won't even let me in. So for podcast land, KG just robbed a, a place and somebody destroyed his armored car. I can't get in it. So now we're in a shootout just so that way I can steal a police car to be able to dip out safely. Oh, I'm dead. Uh Oh, I'm dead, too. Well, so. I shouldn't have jumped out the car. That was on me. You were just taking a little too long. I had to make sure my boy was OK. Okay, now I'm gonna call another car. I think they impounded my car. Impound your car? Wait a minute. I just realized I'm paying you. Yes. I mean, we can switch roles if you want. Oh, Brucey, what do you want? Where are you at? I'm gonna close here. Call another car. All right, there we go. I got me a ride. And for those of you in YouTube land, that was one of my new toys that I got. This is my other, the same King XL. Beauty right here. I had a clown destroy it. Uh oh. Who's that on me? They don't even know me. I wouldn't be surprised. They're probably in a jet or something. You know, the safest place is back in the office. No, we ride hard. We like the revival. You're not going to just sit around and take it. So going back to AEW, the 10 lashes, which is the first gate that Cody has to go through. Next week, he's going to have a cage match with Wardlow. And then it's going to end up being the, the... the creme de la creme, and he's going to get a chance to face MJF eventually. But tell me, did you did you get a chance to watch that segment? Hopefully you did. I didn't. No, I, you're I fired. Fell you're fired. You have one job. Yeah, at least I got it recorded though. I was too hyped up off of the Young Bucks match. Yeah. Super kick city. That's that. That's right. It was a nice super kick party. But the only thing I wish. And I implore everybody to go back to YouTube or AW or their Instagram, whatever, and watch it. I wish they would have done it with one of his weight belts. Mm. Something or MJF would have had a weight belt on and he would have pulled it off and it said American Dream. Because I think that would have been just, just that extra little dig. But one thing we talked about 
with NXT a couple weeks ago is how they don't have a strong heel. On the WWE side, Baron Corbin is the guy. That is, in my opinion, the number one heel in WWE right now. And now AEW... Not quite yet. Because now he's got some competition. And this is young, emerging competition in MJF. Because whether... It could have been a, a work or it could have been real. But towards the end of that segment, when they went up into the crowd, there was somebody that rushed in. And we're still waiting to get true identification on if that was uh, a real fan or if that was somebody that was planted that was supposed to run in and try to jump MJF. But the raw emotion and the feeling was there all throughout the arena to where people are still challenging saying, hey, you better watch your back. Don't don't try that again, X, Y, and Z. Uh, so we're, we're going to have to really see. But from a heel perspective, you can't ask for anything better than that. That's old school heel level. Uh, you know, they just broke Dusty Rhodes' leg or they just turned on Sting. You know, when they, Whenever we're ready to just throw bottles, when Hogan was revealed as a third man, all those things... That's where you had that that strong level of raw emotion that was built up. And, and I was wondering, like, how's this going to come across? How are they going to do it? Is it going to be worth its weight? And in my opinion, the, the payoff was was great. And like you were talking about the, the Young Bucks, I mean, it was a solid um, show all the way around from Mox and Ortiz. Uh, obviously, we're going to have Chris Jericho. SCU versus best friends and a dark order thing, Britt Baker and her, and her heel turn and allegedly popping out the tooth of uh, Yuka Sakazaki, the Lucha Bros, the Butcher and the Blade versus the Elite, Pox promo, which my gosh, the amount of veracity that Pac delivers his promos is ungodly. Why the WWE couldn't tap into that, I have no idea. But you do not remember him as Neville at all at this point. He is a bastard. He is the bastard pop, period. Neville was like a dream sequence. And uh, that's one of those ones I know they're kicking themselves in the behind, like, please, if we get the shot, can we get this guy back? But then, um, it's showing like you're still in the building. Yeah, I am. Oh, I, I went outside. Gonna... I had to change clothes. Oh. oh, you had to dress down. You're feeling too overdressed. Yes. I understand. Yes, Are you in the elevator? Not yet. I'm during. Uh... Oh, shoot. That's my bedroom. Yeah, don't be, don't be throwing nothing up in there and then, you know, cause us a problem. Notice Grand Theft Auto, but make sure you tip. That's all I got <laughs> to say about that. So, that was AEW. I said that that ending was was worth it. That, that's what it was supposed to be. That's delivering on the expectation of a, a 10 lashings somehow, some way. But then we got 
NXT. And NXT didn't have a bad show. Wow. That wasn't a police chopper. That's uh, somebody else. They just dropped the chopper off. That's good to know. There is no rules in this game. Ooh, what in the world is going on? Well, this dude, this chopper that killed me. Yeah, he. I see him. Is the chopper still alive? I know that sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> the chopper still alive. Where's the chopper? Went down. I was about to say, I hit him with a rocket twice. Hey. I know they're mad, so we need to. Oh God, are you serious right now? I thought he was down. Dude, why, why? What the hell is going on? I'm not even bothering you. I'm, 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 I'm in my own world trying to defend my folk. Now I have to kill you. I have no idea what in the world is going on right now. And I love it. But that's how GTA is supposed to be. Pure chaos. Now, NXT. As I try to, to make my way over to my associate, this chopper is still flying around. Like I said, not a bad, not a bad show at all. We opened with uh, the Bruiserweights, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle coming out in that nice little golf cart. And... AEW, I'm sorry, UE comes out, so you got AEW on the brain now. That's how impactful it was. But Disputed Era comes out, caused some trouble. Angel Garza had a great match with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Dijakovic ends up becoming number one contender to the North American Championship. Gargano and Finn Balor had a, a phenomenal interview. Still trying to plot out this Casey Catanzaro situation here, so we, we, I want to see a little bit more from her, but Mercedes Martinez is already established. Um, but my favorite part of NXT, which unfortunately came at the wrong time if you were watching AEW, was the scene with Charlotte Flair coming in to go face-to-face -face with Rhea Ripley. But who's in the ring first? My boo, Bianca Belair, the EST of NXT. And when they were going back and forth, Bianca's reaction to being dissed by Charlotte was <laughs> pure gold. And then, even though AEW had the feels, NXT slid in a little something in the form of the Velveteen Dream making his return back to NXT programming. And we were wondering with the cryptic message of five two twenty or two five twenty what that was going to be and to show that it was our opportunity to go back to dream street and i don't know if you peeped that or not but he pulled off the tights that he was wearing to be typical dream fashion he had a picture of him with marina shafir if you don't know that is the wife or girlfriend of uh roderick strong 
and it looked like a kid. So I don't know if they have a child together or not, but it looked like a child's face that was on his tights as well. And it said, call me up Marina. Mm. Like, oh man, I can see where that beef is not over. That's going to be hot and heavy. And if you don't get in this car, you keep driving around and looking you, for it. You, you ran all the way down the street. How you run, looking for me? Run. Oh, wow. Dave one tank. So you turned the corner and did not tell me that was a tank. I heard it, but I didn't see it. This dude has a tank. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem in GTA land. So Bianca Belair coming back and, and having a phenomenal showing in the midst of the queen, I thought was awesome. Velveteen Dream coming back, having a great moment with Two everybody was awesome. But still, AEW pulled it out for me. Will you tell me what you think? I I loved it. I mean, it the Undisputed Era comes out and they, they doing the damn thing. I like those dudes. They they are. Uh, oh my god, I'm running right now. Yep, so I just ran into the tank. The tank is just rolled over me. Good times. I wonder if you secretly paid him off because you mad because I had all the, the proper picks for the Royal Rumble and you're trying to act like you don't know what's going on. Not even a little bit. I'm just trying to get the hell out of here. Okay, I just checking. I'm trying to find you. I'm on the so, street. So we're going to take a quick break. That's the first half of the front lines. And we're going to get a little word from our boy Delonte as he comes in with week two of his segment, The Push. So for YouTube land, you're going to get to see us. And podcast land, you are going to get to hear from Delonte and he's going to give us a nice little insight to his feelings about our boy, the planet's champion, the one and only DB. Daniel Bryan. Yes. We'll be back. Yes. Yes. What up? What up? It's Delonte from Sideline Junkies, and welcome to another installment of The Push. Last week, I spoke about um, The Fiend or Bray Wyatt, and I also spoke about uh, Seth Rollins and this camp. Um, and is both in regards to um, <clears throat> where I. You know where the creative was going in regards to both angles or both or the characters as well as the stable. Um, so this week I'm gonna talk about um one of my favorite wrestlers, Daniel Bryan. Um, so over the past probably year and a half, uh, we've seen Daniel flip flop. He flip flop. Um, you know he came back. You know he wrestling but they kind of had him as a mid card type of wrestler and then you know he made his full hill turn when he beat AJ Styles to become the champ then you know he kind of went through this phase where he was you know like the protect the planet hill which I thought was unique but it worked 
Um, you know, you had Eric Rowan with them. They won the tag team titles, you know, which was cool. Um, but, you know, I, I'm guessing, like, afterwards, um, Rowan Reigns, he was inserted, inserted and, you know, he kind of became um, good again. Well, he was kind of like one foot on the hillside, another foot on the good side. Um, this is all in regards to Roman being hit by a car. So, um, you know, once he was innocent and then I believe Buddy Murphy and Rowan, um, you know, he took issue with that. So he they made, made him a full out good guy. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just trying to see where uh, creative is going with Daniel Bryant, because um, as we all know, um, everyone who's feuded with the Fiend have, you know, become hills to Seth Rollins. Um, Jerry Lawler, he's talking sideways on commentary now. Uh, well, I mean, Kane is Kane, so, you know, he's can't turn Kane. Um, who, uh, the Miz, the Miz is now a hill again. Um, so, yeah, and then I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this whole Goldberg thing. But anyway, back to Daniel Bryant. Um... Watch this match against of uh, Heath Slater uh, Friday night, and he beat the crap out of Heath Slater. Um, it was, you know, kind of kind of hill like you know, very aggressive. So again, I'm trying to see are they going to keep going back and forth with his character in regards to being good or bad, or good or bad, or what? Um, I mean, my opinion is, you know, let's just stick with the script. Um, you know. Everybody who feels with the fiend, they they go through a metamorphosis, like a, a change, per se, a change in personality. Um, Daniel Bryant shouldn't be no different. Um, I know you made him good again. He brought back the Yes movement. Um, had his hair ripped out uh, the whole nine, but you know, I said let's, let's just stay consistent because I think if they keep him good, then you know. Fans would be wondering, well, what about Seth Rollins and The Miz? Like, you made them bad again. Um, you know, I, I guess the thing is, like, when you fight The Fiend, it brings out anger in you. Um, so, and then, oh, they're not to mention Jerry, the King Lawler. I guess he's, like, the heel commenta you know, commentator. Like, he's, you know, kind of rooting for the bad guys. He's saying the good in, in those guys. Um so, you know, yeah, I just want to kind of see where uh, creative is going with Daniel Bryant and his whole character. Um, you know, but other than that, hey, man, you know, just looking forward to Daniel Bryant doing some more good wrestling. I would think with WrestleMania on the horizon, they'll probably, huh, they'll probably make him a heel. Um, I'd be shocked if, if he stays a good guy. I ain't gonna lie, I'd be honest if he stays a good guy. So yeah, I would say make him a hill and um you know, should make him uh go against mm, Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental title. I don't know. It's shot in the dark, but you know, again, creative they hold the keys, so let's see what they come up with. This is Delante. This is another installment of the push. Um shout out to KG and the Don and you all will hear from me again next week. Take it easy.
And just like that, we are back. Uh, they're running from the police. That's what we do. We're the worst yeah, criminals in the world. I'm right here, but I need some some weapons of mass destruction, aka we need to go to an ammunition. That's fine with me. And I see you got your laser whipped out. So welcome back, podcast folks. Got to hear from my boy Delonte giving us his take on the push for Daniel Bryan, especially as we on the road to WrestleMania. So as we're talking about the road to WrestleMania, let's go ahead and take a look at the other side of the front lines, the OG of the battlegrounds for supremacy every week. And that is the wonderful world of Raw versus SmackDown Live and finding out exactly who is the true A show. So just like we had all the fields being established and and portrayed in AEW during the 10 lashings, Randy Orton gave us and the world a clinic in a just how good of a sports entertainer he is. As he had the opening segment, huge heat on him and milking the reaction or waiting to see if he's going to say something. That, that crowd was hot on him on Monday for what he did to Edge, giving him the one-man concerto. So in total, he averaged about five minutes of booze. That's not booze and alcohol, but booze and Vicky Guerrero (laughs) yelling, excuse me. So Randy Orton by far was the star of the night, by far. Then we had an interesting moment. We'll just call it Liv versus Lana 2 with the return. Oh, he is right behind me. Uh, wait a minute. How are you going to sneak up behind me and shoot somebody else? Mm-hmm. So Liv versus Lana 2. But then the return of Ruby Riot. And the return is a heel turn. So I, I know you've got to have uh, some opinions on oh they killed you damn who's oh probably because it's a SWAT team yeah so uh, when you ready to go to ammunition I got a truck let's go oh I gotta get out the alley first oh yeah I'm gonna try to keep this Oh, shit. He jumped out of nowhere. I didn't see him. See, I'm running low on ammo. I'm coming to you now. So, Ruby Riot, heel turn. Tell me your thoughts, man. First of all, I realize how much I am in love with Liv Morgan. That young PYT. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought Chris Hansen was about to jump out. Like, please don't let him go there. (laughs) 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 Like, oh, damn it. We're on the episode of Dateline. She is 23. But I I love her. (laughs) I wish that she was, uh, she had more in-ring appearances. Hold up. Hold up. You stalking her that much, you know how how old she is? That's crucial. I just want to put that out there. That's crucial. 
Oh, definitely. I got it. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess before you say young PYT, you got you gotta make sure that uh we're not gonna have no uh law and order, you know. Detective Tutuola roll up on you. Like, what's up, man? You know she's too young, man. Like, oh shoot. Yeah. All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. But the fa- the look on her face to see Ruby come back, I was like, all right, bet. We 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 doing good. It's good to see her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, man. I can't get a sniper rifle yet. Come on. In the words of KG Houseway. Exactly. But the match is still, I don't think Lana's not ready for Ruby. I mean, um, she's not ready for uh, Liv. And Liv was dishing out that ass for But to see Ruby Bride come back looking all good. I love me some Ruby Bride. But she showed that mean streak. And I was like, I'm here for it. Give it to me. And Ruby did not disappoint. So how you feel about it, it being, you know, you're kind of dropping a, the Rusev-Lana thing and just going with, okay, here's Ruby and Lana, you're out. Meanwhile, uh, Andrade is technically out because of wellness policy, which I did read an article that it could not be true in reference to him violating. He just may not have had the opportunity to prove his innocence, but We'll see how that pans out. And uh, Hector uh, uh, Garza. I'm sorry, Angel Garza, Hector's son. Uh, Angel Garza comes out, and uh, we've got that scenario going on. And that they're finding ways to bring other people out, so that way Zelina Vega can still have a viable storyline with uh, Humberto Carrillo. But on the flip side, we don't know what's going on with Rusev and his contract uh, that's going on. And Lana is kind of like in limbo. So if we're going to have Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, where does that leave Lana? But wait, wait, wait. Now, Sarah Logan just came back from uh, injury. Mm-hmm. So this happening, does that mean that I'm not going to get the ride squad back? No. And that's the problem with me. That's the only problem that I saw with this, with Ruby Riot returning and doing what she did. But do you need the ride squad right now? They work better as a team. But they got to branch out on their own too because they were basically riding the coattails of Ruby Riot. Uh, but Sir Logan did a thing too. Yeah, Liv Morgan has potential, but I don't understand what the character is supposed to be. That's what's confusing me on this Liv Morgan side of things. And she keeps being cryptic. You're not ready. The world's not ready. Okay, I'm ready. What are we ready for? I thought she was going to roll with the fiend, to be quite honest. I, I don't know if that's necessary. I would have liked to have seen him have her date Rusev, in essence, and that would have been the feud. You could have carried that on a little bit more, but I don't know what she's supposed to be doing. 
And that's what's confusing. I just don't know what she's supposed to be doing. If there was a clear path ironed out for, you know, she's got a feud, but after the feud, what are we supposed to get out of it? Right. I think they unlocked a sniper rifle because I'm tired of not having a sniper. What you got to do to unlock it? I'm assuming kill more people from afar. <laughs> I don't know. But as a store right up there, we can rob. I, I don't know if you, how you feel about it. Well, that can happen. Or oh, it's the other way. You got to turn around, man. You got to turn around. Ooh, look. You go and whip that car. I see you. Yeah, you never seen a suburban move like that. Never. But behind the wheel of uh, Aces McLoon, he's got it. Uh, you keep keep the meter running. Uh, knock knock. Oh, that's messed up. Why well, he got to say something nice? Do we really have to rob him? Do I need to come in there and shoot him? Right, man, that's peer pressure, man. Fine. Jeez. I was trying what? to turn over the leaf. He said I was the first oh. customer. He was happy. What the hell? Don't you say what the heck? I'm up. We up three hundred seventy-three dollars on this tape. It's the dude out front shooting at me. Why Are you dead? No. Oh my god! Let's go. Jeez. Jeez. Angry. Yeah, because you just roll up on me shooting. Like, I know, I know you. I think you need a Snickers, bro. <laughs> All I I'm starting to get just, aggravated with it. Just a vehicular manslaughter. Like, man, sounds like you need to go out there and save DC in a division for a little bit. Calm your, calm your jets, sir. I need to do something. Sorry, for those of podcast land, we will return because uh, back to the topic at hand. Because it's, uh, it's getting hot and heavy out here in uh, YouTube land. So, Charlotte still hasn't committed. That's what led to Rhea Ripley when we talked about uh, NXT versus AEW. This is on the Raw side of things. Asuka is owed a receipt from Natty for that nice little black eye. Because I don't know if Natty was confused on which way the kick was coming. But she had her hand up on the wrong side. And Oscar just hit her with the pow, how you like me now. And she now has a sweet black eye. But mm. for Natty coming out of the dungeon, I'm quite sure. Ooh, look at that. Is that your car or my car? And can I'm we? Is, but I can't uh, modify this cop car. It's so tiny. Uh, oh, man, it belongs to somebody else. Yeah, I'm dead. And they killed you. Yeah. That's why it's so nice, because that's somebody else's car. Travesty. All right, so the last thing for Raw I'm going to ask you about. Ricochet and... Wait, what the heck? Whose chopper is that? That's Keith Chopper. Oh, good. Ricochet versus Brock. Super Showdown. What do you think about that? Really? Story builder? Storyline builder? For Brock? Sacrificial lamb. I don't think Ricochet has much of a chance of beating Brock for a title. So you know I'm happy you put it that way, right? 
sacrificial lamb. So on the SmackDown side of things, Super Showdown, Goldberg versus The Fiend. Are you going? Do you feel the same way? Sacrificial lamb. Yeah, for Goldberg. Because remember when Randy on that whole legend killing spree, mm-hmm. he became the legend killer. The Fiend has to do the same thing. We need, new, we, need new, we need some new wheels, man. Hold tight. Hold tight. Hold tight. Lord, where the hell did he come from? Undercover. God dang. This is, this is, this is not cool. Run. I'm about to hit my, uh, my Bray Wyatt and run. They're here. Let's go. Come over here and buzz the apartment. Oh, but I can't. Because uh, we got the heat on us. Yeah. All we got come from behind. Let's go. Yes. Morphin time. So, what'd you think of the interview between um, the Fiend and Goldberg? Goldberg didn't really have too much in reference to uh, words to be meant with the with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but what Bray Wyatt gonna do to him? That's gonna be the key right there. Is this gonna be a quick match? Like next nah. thing you know, the Fiend's gonna pull a Goldberg. And beat Goldberg in like, you know, two minutes. But here's the thing. I thought Goldberg's last match was his last match. Nah. He's still he's got the bug now. As long as he can pull it out once a year or twice a year if need be. So Legends contract, why not? If you can do it, do it. So if he beats Goldberg being the fiend. Then are we leading towards the Undertaker? Oh shit, you done that. Well, you're back. Okay. Oh shoot. I'm I didn't see you. that 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 officer was right there. They are on us, man. God dang, you die. Can't you get rid of the stars? They done them. Raining and stuff. I don't have a hat. I hope they don't, because I am running back in that area. The one with the window, the glass shot. Um, I don't even care. They like, oh, you don't bloom. That blooms to you. Okay. So we talked about him earlier in the show, Baron Corbin. Definitely has some serious heat on him. Not only, what is this? Transformers. Okay, whatever. We can try it if you want. 
mess, but I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what it is either. So he drew super heat from not only the fact that he picked the Super Bowl champions, and he definitely threw that out there on how his Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl over the San Francisco 49ers. But then he started throwing beverages on a fan, which is probably a plant. But nonetheless, that drew out Roman Reigns. So uh, he's still continually just being all he could be, which is just a heel. No, no questions asked, nothing. He's just doing what needs to be done. Okay. Now go get the money. Get get the money. Get the money. Okay, Wait, we got eleven hundred. Shoot, let me yeah. go back in there, Rob. Get a car, Tina. So Daniel Bryan and Heath Slater. I know. Uh. Delonte talked about it earlier during a push. But do you think that that DB has been quote unquote changed and he's going to become a heel? Or was that just Heath Slater pushing the wrong buttons? Ooh, I just got them all. Did you? Yeah. My bad. So that gives you time to talk about Daniel Bryan since you're not driving. <laughs> no, I don't think he can be. He was a heel before. It didn't work out. I don't really. The new Daniel Bryan was good when it started, but I don't think it would be good to sustain. Uh, he was saying right now, you just brought the yes movement back. He becomes a heel. Any scene that he got with uh, the Fiend is dead. They're not going to put Roman Reigns in there with the Fiend. Um, so it's gotta be BB. Right. So, uh, we could just call it, you know, chalking it up to the game. And, uh, him, you know, cause he Slater was pulling it, pouring it on pretty thick. It's like, man, um, does somebody need to bust you in the mouth or something? And when Daniel Bryan said, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and drop it like it's hot. And I'm like, okay. That's what you need. But on the flip side, it was good to see Heath Slater on TV. So I will say that. It's good that you drove off on me, too. Did I? Oh, man, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. So Super Showdown is not too far away. We're talking uh, Thursday, February 27th. 12 Eastern time. And we're, we're going to get to see some interesting things thus far that are already booked. New Day versus Miz and Morrison, which I think they're going to drop the titles. We kind of pretty much are in agreement that The Fiend is going to beat Goldberg. As much as I'd like to see Goldberg take the belt, I don't think that that's going to happen. And then we've got Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns are going to go toe-to-toe. And we also have confirmation that Hulk Hogan is also going to be in attendance in some capacity for Super Showdown. His surgery should be healed up enough, knock on wood, 
So he is booked to be there. Circle back around, bring him back this way. I'll try. So we got that to look forward to. Then also, right before that, we've got AEW Revolution coming. And we'll see the culmination of MJF versus Cody Rhodes. Everything else is just subjective. Nobody really cares. But that that's really the number one thing. And, and, and Pop versus uh, Kenny Omega. So those are the, the two big things that we'll be seeing going forward. So I'm excited for that. But um, do, you, do you think Super Showdown is actually going to live up to the hype this time? If it's a woman heavy, uh, a woman heavy um, call it, yeah, yeah, because I agree with that. It, it's they set the stage. Oh lord, god dang, they set the stage for that. So if that can happen, that'd be awesome. But speaking of which, we got titles on the line next week. Becky Lynch is putting her title on the line next month. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, just. Shout out to Becky's glasses. I love them. The retro. Oh, uh, won't let me drive through that. That's oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, I like that that little swagger and vibe that she has going on. But I would love to see her and Rhea Ripley team up. Don't know why, but I just I got a thing for it. Time to get our Miami Vice on. Let's go. Get up here. Oh, yeah. My bad. Uh oh. Oh, what the hell? Is that a a warship? Oh, you. Out there, oh, you know, we got to take that. Yeah, we got to go out there. We got to lose the fuzz first. We can't be either as a yacht or a battleship. I take care of the police. Lester, Lester. Oh my god, can you get the chopper off of us? There we go. What is this? It's a yacht. The mission to come aboard. Oh, God. What the hell? Craft just popping up? Uh-oh. I'm stuck on any of it. Is this somebody else's yacht, or...? That's interesting. I don't know what's going on with that, but we got a lot to look forward to this upcoming week. So for the the YouTube side of things, you'll see us for a few more minutes on a streaming side or the podcast side. Let me put it that way. We're going to let you guys go. We discuss some interesting things, but there's going to be more interesting things to discuss as we move towards these next two pay-per-views and the road to WrestleMania. As always, we know WWE-wise, it's going to continue to get bigger, badder, and quote-unquote uncut in a PG way. AEW is going to have a lot to prove 
to show exactly how they're going to go up against their first WrestleMania. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But, you know, we'll be right here reporting it, talking about it, testifying about it, and making sure you guys know all the, the deets, the good ideas, the details about all things that is going to happen on the front lines. So, KG, if you want to go ahead this week and tell them how they can listen to us on their phones, their tablets, and their computers. Well, of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor FM. Uh, you can see us on YouTube, uh, any major streaming platform, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, you name it, we are on it. And then also, don't forget to check us out on social media, on our Instagram, which is Sideline Junkies, and Facebook, Sideline Junkies, Colin Podcasts. And for you strawberry lovers, go check out Instagram page, chocolate underscore deluxe. That's D-L-U-X 82. She is doing $20 for a dozen of chocolate-covered strawberries. Make sure you have your orders in by Wednesday so she can get it done. You know, get your sweetheart a little something for Valentine's Day, if that's your thing. But if you even like this Valentine's Day, go ahead and take care of that. Mm-hmm. Because we support local businesses. Local businesses, and when, yeah. And then once you want to do chocolate-covered wrestling belts, let me know. Well, you know what? I just had I just had an epiphany. We are going to take and we're gonna put uh, right here. We're gonna go get the helicopter and come on out here. And we're gonna land on it. Okay. And let's go get the helicopter. Let's go back to land. Take one this and don't. Well, please don't kill me. <laughs> I'm trying not to. So thank you for listening to us on the podcast and YouTube. You got us for a few more minutes before we dip you guys out and do some other crazy stuff offline. So we appreciate you as always. Listen to us. WrestleManiacs will be uh, back tomorrow with the Sunday rise. And then, you know, am I going to be able to, how far can I go on this thing? And I'm done. So, We'll have all of our regular shows and, and talking about the NBA. Um, we're still leading up to Kobe, so maybe some more tributes uh, with the uh, uh, the funeral service at the Staples Center and some of the other big news in the sporting world because, you know, it's draft time is coming up and all the fun things are going to be happening. So just stay tuned to the Sideline Junkies and we will make sure we fill in all the blanks. Most definitely indeed. And please, I'm going to let you know now, the Sunday rise is going to be hard-hitting. It's going to be a lot of opinions thrown around. But I'll say this, and I say it all the time, we are real, uncut, and unfiltered. This ain't your mama's or your daddy's podcast. So if you want to hear, oh, this is just a great idea, and oh, I love this team, and I love the move they made, no, no, no. Because if it's a dumb move, the sideline dunk will take off the break. It's a dumb move. We're not going to sit there and, and, and tap that for you and, and say, 
Oh, well, we, we agree with it. We don't agree with everything. We got our own opinions. So be prepared for that. And that's my 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 uh <laughs> my promo per se for this wonderful, wonderful podcast. We yet, sir. Um, where is it at? I gotta what I said for podcast land, stay tuned, switch over to YouTube. Catch the rest of this session. I got to go find this helicopter. So that's the people show you Don Rodriguez. I'm the big guy, KG, and we are out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.